On Sunday the 31st of July 2022, Chloe Kelly pounced on a loose ball in the box to give England Lionesses a 2-1 win in extra time against Germany in the UEFA Women's 2022 final. The women's game had been steadily growing up to that point, but afterwards it just exploded. At Fight Club JFC, the girls game had also been growing, and in the wake of that triumph and the increased interest, a decision was made to create a women's team so that our girls had a pathway into adult football. In this episode, we hear the story of that creation from the key stakeholders and talk to the manager and some of the players who now make up this burgeoning team about their reasons for playing. Hello, I'm Andy Glover, one of your hosts, alongside Mark Grinter, who we will hear from shortly. However, before we go further, I would like to thank our sponsor, Rachel's Bookkeeping, for all of your bookkeeping needs. I sat down with Mark at Summerdale Pavilion after watching the women play their second match to find out more about how this all came about as well as inquiring about what is actually needed in order to create your own women's team. Alright, so, um, we're sat here in the club, the, the, the ladies have just finished playing, or the women have just finished playing against Red Falcon, uh, and I'm sat here with Mark, we've just watched the game, very entertaining, um, Red Falcon beat the women, uh, Fies Women JFC 2-1, and so Mark, where did the idea for this team come from? The idea is with, with Kelsey, um, who's the manager of the girls, Kelsey set up the Wildcats originally back in, we think now, going through the five years, 2017. Um, so Christmas, we wanted a pathway for the girls, because um, we've obviously got up to the under-14s, um, to when they get to under-16s, that there's a pathway for them into adult football. Um, a lot of the mums and older aunties and all sorts of the ladies um, looking so we were looking for something for them to join that's fun um, and, you know, to make friends um, do an activity um, so, so it was to set up a team that hopefully by the time the under 14s finish their um, youth football that Fry's had a set up so we had a pathway all the way through from Wildcats all the way through to adult football, so we've got the whole setup. It's the plan. And and how does this differ from girls' football? If, at the moment, it probably doesn't differ that much. It's only, again, obviously, women's game is expanding, um, and we the different rules. As I said where they get into it, the adult football is, you know, it's slightly different to the youth. It's. But it's, it is you think it's more the, competitive, perhaps. It, it might be. I don't think at the moment we will be. At the moment, is most of the women we've got playing are doing it for fun, fitness, socialising, um, and enjoyment. The competitive side might come in a year or so once we're formed and properly in a league. But at the moment, it's about the women enjoying their football and the progression. So you know, hopefully, in a couple of years, it'll be. But yeah, because we are at this stage, but I mean, once they get going, it will be I mean, more com- competitive yeah, compared com- to the girls' I side mean, of things. The, the big dream, if you were thinking of a big dream in 10 years' time, it would be lovely to be in the first round of the Women's FA Cup. 
That would be awesome, wouldn't it? So, so tell me, um, tell me about the Somerset League because as as a club based in Somerset, yeah. that is our natural home. It is. We we are on the cusp of Somerset by about ten meters, I think. We are as far north in Somerset as you could get. So what does that offer? Where where does this take you for well, teams for clubs who enter the Somerset? The Somerset League? we we can we're as north as you go. You can go down to Minehead, Taunton, Yeovil. It's a good potentially in the standard that we'd be entering. Most of the away games you're looking at over an hour to get there on a Sunday afternoon. And how big is that league? Do you know? I think there's no. It, it's, it's they do it in tiers, so it'd be the ninth tier. So I think there's two on in that level that you'd go through. I think it's the Somerset Women's Div Two, Div One, and then you go Southwest and all sorts after that. Um, so yeah, I think it's either two or three, depending on. Obviously, the women's game's growing, so it might even be three and even be more widespread next year. So that is where we would potentially look to enter eventually. But when we go eleven aside at the moment, we're not looking for eleven aside. Because when we set it up in Mar- only in March, so we're only in early May now, we were hoping that we might get ten. Was that it? Was the target was to have ten women training? Mm. We've now got forty-one signed up. So, um, but a lot of it is. So we will see. That'll be the plan is to go into the Somerset FA. But I still think we're probably eighteen months away from that. In any case, yeah. In case you can hear background noise, we're in the club and the women are now entering the club behind us. So start enjoying their drinks and some after after match sustenance. So, uh, but we'll, we'll we'll carry on and we'll try and speak a bit louder. So, what about the Gloucester League? What what does that offer? More local teams because you then get the Bristol teams that can enter. So I think there's Bocco, Whitchurch. I think there's a Bristol Rovers supporters. There's obviously Red Falcon who we've played today. High Ridge. We had the Warmer. Whitchurch. There's Bitten. Um, so there's still there's still distance games though, but there, there, more more, lo- said, more local. There's more local games, but there's um I think you have to go as far as Gloucester, Stroud, but most of your games are local to the Bristol area. I think you know the, the teams in Gloucester, probably Gloucester, Stroud, and further slight as north as Gloucester are probably in the same position as we are that they've got to travel to Bristol for most of their games. Um, so there are a lot more teams in there. Um, it's just the boundary. If we decided to go in the Gloucester's league. I've been told we could potentially get in from here. So I was, yeah, I was going to come to that. So as, as a club who sits just outside of Gloucestershire, what options can we look to explore and, and what have other teams done in similar situations well, to, to do yeah, this? Yeah, I mean, the Red Falcons, who've been established, I think this is their third season now, they looked into it. They now play their home games in Almondsbury. So they train here in, train in here. within Somerset, but they play within Gloucestershire. Yeah, so that's how they can enter, which we could potentially look at. I mean, bizarrely, still in Kingsham, if we went to where Kingsham Town boys play on the Broadlands playing fields, we could play in the Gloucester League. But that's still within Somerset, isn't I've it? I've been told we can do that because that's what I have been. To- I'm wow! So it's so literally that, so that close. So that's an option open to us then. For potentially, if we, if we went that way, or I mean, which is I can never quite understand because I'm not going to. Is Whitchurch in the Gloucester League? Mm. 
And I would think they're slightly more sober than we are. But, but it depends where Wichich are playing. Are they playing on they, Imperial? Yeah, they play Imperial. So that's within Gloucestershire, not where the the original home of Wichich was sort of yeah. further. So up. we could we yeah. could look to move. But I have I have been told if he keep hassling the Gloucestershire FA, we may get in. But it's a long long. Yeah, it'll so, take a long time. So this season coming, where are we actually looking to enter, and what does that bring for us we, as a club and the, for the for the women of the, the team? Well, for the first season, we didn't we we considered the summer. So a it, it's eleven aside. I mean, the numbers we got are fantastic, but it's still early days for the women. So it's a lot of commitment and a lot of them are mums and stuff. So the best league that we found for us potentially is going to be the Bristol Women's Casual League. Um, which is a seven-a-side league. They play on a Saturday at the one venue and games about every three or four weeks. Where is that venue? Do you know? Is it somewhere over in... Did I hear you somewhere in sort of Staple Hill? Yeah, Staple. It's around that way. It's a a central base. Um, So that's where they're... they're And it's all played in the one location. One played in the location. All the teams know each other, so it's quite friendly. And it's... Yeah, it seems a very good league. We will hope their season finishes now and within the next week or so so give it hopefully by mid-June we'll have confirmation if we've got in um, and that's where we'll start for this year we'll do that we'll carry on training as because it is a casual at the moment a lot of the women are here um, like I said for fitness fun this side of it you can hear them now socialising um, and then hopefully we'll do that for at least a season and hopefully I could say then longer term would it be Casuals League and eleven aside, yeah, or would we move away from the casual idea? Because with so many women looking to play, surely some are just looking for that yeah, casual, casual side of it. Quite literally, yeah. casual football. Others, I assume, are looking for that competitive edge. I think they will do eventually. I think that'll be the plan. Is that we keep to uh, one in the casual, one in the Somerset FA would be the plan. Um, or Gloucester, if we or, can get or in. Or Gloucestershire, ideally, if we, if we can get, get in. in. Yes. So either or, and we would keep the casual league. I think. It is important to you know if we start in the casual league that we keep a team in the casual league as for as long as we possibly can, and there will always be women who just it suits them it is their lifestyles and the way the modern lifestyle is with busyness and everything like that it's perfect the casual league for a lot of the players and a lot of the ladies playing so the plan long term would in an ideal world is that we can get into the Gloucestershire League and the stay in the casual league. We can't get in the Gloucestershire League we'll bite the bullet and go Somerset but I think that might not be until our current under 14s finish their under 16 season so in two years time I think if it's if we can get into the Gloucestershire it'd be September 24 um, if it has to be the Somerset it might be Somerset 25 right. by the time we get there yeah. but so a bit of history. So in 2005, we as a club did try this, and uh, a manager called Ray Cott brought, actually brought us a team to the club, and they played at Somerdale in the Gloucester County League. So it, it can be done, and they were playing here. They were actually yeah. they weren't playing right, Caitlin yeah. or or Almsby. They were playing at Somerdale in the Gloucester County League. Um, 
sadly, shortly into that season, he stepped down. I, I, I don't know the full politics, but I believe he basically fell out with the players. Um, so he stepped down. And the late Lee Stenner, who actually instigated girls' football at Fies, he was the original oh, okay. instigator of Fies. Unfortunately, he, he passed away. But he, he took over for the rest of that season. But because he didn't know the, the women originally, it kind, of, it kind of fell away by the end of the season. And with no girls teams coming through on a regular basis um, to sort of reinforce the women there it it didn't sort of continue but now we, we have a set of girls teams coming through from under 14 down to Wildcats yeah. how important will that be for the longer term success of our women's team? It, it's vital if, you, if you've got that continue. I think there's when they get to under 16s the girls um, obviously they go to college, university, other activities, you know. So you think out of a squad, say you've got 17, 18 and under 16s, you might get five or six who go on to the women's team who stay local enough to do it. So to have that, it's like, it's, it'll be the same as men's football. You know, hopefully eventually you get a first, a second. I mean, that would be ideal, would be lovely. And that's how it builds and grows and the women and that's just how the women's game as a general is growing um, we are fortunate enough now that we have got um, next season I think we've got we'll have an under 8s under 9s under 10s under 11s under 12s under 13s and under 15s next season and in some of those age groups um, more than one team and we've probably got enough if we can find the coaches under sevens. Yeah, and yeah, if we to do that as well. So, unfortunately, said at the moment that they they would be friendlies the under sevens because the Bristol uh, Girls League doesn't start till under eight. Which is a shame because the boys side do. They so do, um, but again, shame. it's where the girls' league is developing. The under yeah. eights has only been going three years. Yes, so it's getting there slowly, isn't it? It is. It's. I mean, yeah, three years ago it was under nines it started. So. Mm. I'm sure, give it another couple of years, it will be under sevens. Um, I mean, and I think next year at Fry's, now with the women, the women's team and how it's grown since mid-March, it's now the biggest team within Fry's. That includes the girls, the boys and all the men's teams. Granted, we've only got one team, but we have, you know, 41. I don't think any other squad has got a squad of 41. Um, so it can grow and it can expand. It does need more volunteers from certain sides and needs people to be on the same page as well um, but those so. girls under 15s they're going under 16s that pathway for them into a women's team offers that exactly. full outlet but also you know the, the wildcats they come in we, we now start we now say to girl to parents uh, who call us and they my child is two years old can <laughs> she play we're like absolutely yep. Yep. and we can now say she can come and play and when she reaches an adult we have a woman's team yeah. which she can carry on playing into for I mean, as long as she wants to play for. I mean, I suppose in theory, Which is a phenomenal yeah. thing. I mean, at the moment, I think, we do, I think the youngest one we've got at Wildcats is three. And the oldest woman we've got signed on is 62. Which is absolutely <laughs> fantastic. So, there you go. So already within, we have got this, and it's fantastic from where it was to where it is and to where it is. I mean, and the opportunities are endless. Mm. Um, literally, it could be, well, it's, it's big now, but it could be 
it's it's still growing, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, oh yeah. So, so what have we as a club had to do to set this up? A lot of hard work, <laughs> a lot of hard work, a lot of effort. Because this didn't just happen overnight. Well, I mean, I said Kelsey, who's managing this women's team, set the Wildcats up in, we think, working it now, it's uh, the summer of 2017, and literally turned up with two or three. Mm. Um, and she's already gone through our club as a player. And she has, yeah. Initially with boys, and then Within, went to the girls' yeah. team, and so has gone through, has done a 10-year service with us, yeah. as, with the girls' team, and then gone into helping set up yeah. and go with the Wildcats. Um, and then has come back to us saying, I'd like to yeah, run a women's team. Women's but team. What, have, what else, administratively, there's, there's obviously been things we've had to do as well. Yeah, we've, I mean, I think we've now got 20, no, I'll have at least 20, probably 30 coaches we've hired. It takes a lot of, like I said, admin with the Bristol Girls League, getting everybody, so, I mean, it's, it's endless at the moment. I mean, it, it is a full-time job to do it, basically. Mm. It's not... But from the women's perspective, the actual women's team perspective itself, was there anything we had to, to go with the Somerset or anything that we had to do? No, or, not or was it quite literally just say, we're now going to have a women's team and <laughs> five players? Yeah, it worked. That was... We've, so so we it was actually more the actual... Because I... I, I, I here I would actually sort of um, throw my, my hand in because I did a lot of social media pushing. I didn't design, yeah. but certainly social media pushing. And was it more that side of things? Just like, yeah, hey, hey women, we, we need some players. And it was just a matter of pushing, pushing. A bit like last week's charity walk. It yeah. was push this, push this, You've push got, this. Yeah, social, me social media, you can use to such... Well, you can get the word of mouth out there. You can do... So much. So we have. I mean, and obviously, where where we're lucky with the girl, a lot of the ladies that are playing are mums of um, daughters who are playing. They they've seen how the girls are now enjoying it. It's something that they did when they were young, which the opportunities for women's football was not there. And it's you know five five years ago. Definitely, you said you've got Red Falcons who've been here three years. We've been here since March, and you can in there at the moment having their food and playing tonight was. 40 women mm. now, I know that they've set up a, a Spond page which I think is for communication yeah, and, and that they've set up an Instagram page for videos yeah. and photos like, I've, I think I've supplied them the photos from the yeah. Irish game and obviously I took some tonight as well which I let them have and all that will help promote the team and promote things and maybe even attract more women to the team it as well do, yeah. so but basically it was just getting the coach getting affiliating through the whole game system which yeah. um our, our sector yeah. will do and will go through and then it's just promoting it and getting yeah, them in I as mean, long as you've got that um, I think DBS I, checked yeah. coach well, actually do we even need DBS because it's not under 18 is it so no, you don't need just that, a really. coach with the qualifications who's, who can do it and and, and, the, dri any, and the drive to do it yes any grassroots club can do it hmm. it's not hard and I think I mean yeah I mean, a lot of the ones around here do it. Briz, Whitchurch. I don't actually think Briz rather women's team. But any, you know, um, grassroots club that's got can have a women's team like that. It doesn't. You can enter the casual league and expand, and then, in some ways, doing the admin side of it is easier for a women's team than it is for the um, youth football because, like you said, you don't need necessarily DBS checks. You don't need all the rules and things that you have to go through, you know, because children's welfare and stuff, because mm. they're adults. I mean, yeah. And they listen, and you get a more responsive thing. I think there was an incident tonight where one of the women got hit on the head with the ball close up. 
and you can within a few minutes you can you, you, it's easy to know if she was concussed if a, or a five-year-old girl or six you know 15 year old lad was concussed um so it can be done any club could do it i, I would encourage every club to do it as well yeah absolutely if you if Grow you've the got, game isn't it if you've got a girls section get yourself a women's team set up do it now and you'll be surprised how, how, how it affects your club in a positive way so what are the benefits of having a women's team it, a it's the pathway. The, the pathway, the, the yeah, pathway, that's the key one. The isn't pathway, it? and it's good for social. It's it's good for the engagement, isn't yeah. it? The engagement for the mum, because like you said, a lot of these are actually mums of yeah. Um, so they the know what it's like, and they can, you know, uh, Sarah scored. She, her, I know her daughter's been poorly uh, in hospital last night. Um, so you know that'll give her a boost. Mum scored a f- the first ever goal for Fry's women. You know, it's fantastic, and then it gives them a boost. It helps their social thing. You know. There might be some women and stuff who, you know, obviously the last couple of years with lockdowns and COVID, social skills and stuff, and being part of a group just, community, just getting out and just doing that one thing, a doing week, the normal yeah. thing, yeah, and uh, the exercise and Healthy. everything else. I mean, and with today's world, with physical and more importantly the mental health, this will help. There will be women who, this might be their only thing that they be, can feel part of a club part of a community a wonderful thing and from a club perspective if it attracts other players other players who might have daughters who aren't playing but want to play yeah. it can build it on that side and those women also will also promote the word of our club to others who might be looking for a club exactly boys and girls I think you answered this already but I will I will ask is what's, what's the interest been like we've got we've got 40 are, are we still they're still Attracting coming. more, they're still yeah. coming, yeah. I think we had um, three or four newbies today. I like said we've only been going, we haven't been going two months yet, yeah. And I think come the summer, and you obviously got the Women's World Cup in August, it would not surprise me by the end of August if we're close to 100. Excellent. Now, I'm going to ask a contentious question, and I will ask you to be honest mm-hmm. for our listeners. Has there been support from the wider Fire Club JFC, both girls and boys teams? There's been, uh, there's, there's not been anything negative. But has there been support? That, no, there hasn't been any support. Because I can remember, <laughs> I came down to watch the High Ridge game, I looked over and I saw a number of people who I recognised from various girls teams. Yeah. Parent-wise, stood there. They, they didn't watch the whole game. No. But they watched the first half. It was their first game, and they they cheered. Yeah. And they certainly watched the first half, and they started to drift away during the second. But they came and they gave their support. Yeah. Didn't see any boys teams, and yet I know that was put on the WhatsApp page of it all was. managers saying the women have got their first match. Again, I think come it, down and support if you'd like to, even if it's just managers. I think again, it's going back to the. The walk. Well, um, well, uh, you want, let's go back further. When we had the, we had this conversation on the Wembley trip, where I said about um, why do boy why do boys not do these things that the girls yeah. are doing, and you you said well it's expensive, and I said yeah. well why don't the boys do the girls flag bearing, and because and you said well it's that that masculine thing, yeah. and is it that the fact that well it's women why would well, we why should we get involved there. Bit by bit, and it's and also yes, yeah, there's the chat like you said last week on the last podcast with the charity thing. There's that lack of engagement from some because well, I'm just here for my team. And I think there is an awful lot of it is just. But and then, I, I but then that. I will counter that with that. For as I said, the first game there were a number of parents from other girls' teams who were here yeah. watching. 
And it, I think all the girls, so like, the girls' I, teams yeah. were supporting. Yes, I, it's women, but so what? I this think, is our club. I they should be here supporting the creation the thing, of the a thing, new thing for yeah. our club. Why are they not supporting our club? Thing, yes, it's not their team. I don't care it's not their team. That, this is a brand new thing that we've not done before. Why are they not down here supporting our club, saying, yes, we're behind you. This is a brand new thing. And not just that. I've got, a, you know, we're just so we're boys teams, but we've got wives, we've got daughters who might yeah. want to eventually play for this. We'll come and support this, and we'll give you a cheer along. They're not here. No, the, again, I think with the women and the girls, it's new. I said Everyone's, I was going to be contentious. Everybody was is enthusiastic. It's you know, it is all brand new, and it's very keen. You know, some of these boys coaches and stuff, bless them, have been doing it for X amount of years. That's set in their ways and you ca- you cannot criticise anybody who gives up their time to do what they do is it how you know you can um, it would be nice if there was a bit more support and a bit more thing there isn't <coughs> I mean we are hopefully looking that certainly on the admin side that there will be more support because it mm. is now ridiculously big and even now doing this I'm now panicking just to make sure that the food and everything's going on all right over there. And it'd be nice if there was somebody, apart from Kelsey, who's the manager, who should be enjoying it in there with them. Um, but it's new, and it hopefully will get bigger and bigger. Um, do I... Yeah. I, I think I've had a... First Unfortunately, if you're going to break it down, if it carries on much longer, I, I'll give up. Mm. Because you're fighting against a brick wall with stuff um, you know you, you do the charity walks you do the, all this with the women we go to Wembley and yeah and, and everything and it all takes time and yet you get criticised you get called names you get called all sorts and you think it ain't worth it and it's said and these are the, these this come from the people who aren't here supporting this yeah. who aren't supporting the charity yeah so, um, so why do you think this is, and how can this be changed? We, we spoke on the last podcast about how the secretary is now going to be collecting, hopefully, the uh, contacts for every person yeah. in the club, so they can. So, so we could, if that was if it has happened, say, right, the women have got a new team. They're playing their first ever game. As many people as possible to come and support that would be fantastic if you could. And it could go out to everybody, and then you never that, know. That, that even if, even if just one in one in a hundred turned up of, of say a thousand people on that mailing that, list, that that would be that would be fantastic. And is as long as it was a, a, a cross section of the club, um, not just girls teams. Yeah, but it, I don't think that. I think I think you've got to be realistic. It will take a long time. People's attitude and stuff is changing for the good. It will change again after the World Cup. Um, I don't think I said it's not fair to say it's Fry's things. I think it is a general grassroots and how it is, how it's all run. Um, and that's the wonderful thing with football. In some ways, is everybody's entitled to their opinion on how things are. You know how the play, how you play, formations, what the philosophy is, and stuff like that. Um, but as a club, and we, because we, 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 the last two podcasts I've listened back to, and you mentioned the word community a hell of a lot. Community is most y- important. And yet, our own football community, as in our club, doesn't seem to engage from one half to the other. 
no, and how can we change that? Slowly, I think that the email communication will be good. Mm-hmm. Slowly, it's certainly better than it was eighteen months ago. Yeah, it is, and it it's it's a slow process. People will be set in their ways. Um, Do you think the younger teams from the other half engage more? Not as much as I I think. They potentially could do because on the walk it was the younger teams that it did, was and which interestingly mirrors the fact that we've only had girls teams for five years because it's new and like i said i think and the younger teams say who've been around for up to the last five years were more likely the ones yeah. who engaged and it and it's and it's and i think potentially when the coaches start for the older teams and everything like that it is hard, but it's, I think, like I've just said. So, is there a correlation? You, you, get, you get great as so, a coach. So, you is get there a correlation then? And I'm, apologies, listeners, we're getting away from ladies' football yeah. here. Is there a correlation then between those who aren't engaging with the wider community and supporting the clubs, supporting the women, with those who weren't, who were here before we started the girls' section, the Wildcats? Yeah, I, I think is that? So. The, do you think that's the, the more direct correlation? Probably, and I said, and you do get. It is unfortunate. I don't want to put people off doing it. It's hard work. It is hard work, but we're talking about, you know, I mean, in terms of the charity, we were talking about just send, we like said in the last podcast, we we're talking about just sending out emails. We're yeah. talking about supporting the women, the women's team. Just saying, we put it out. It's their first ever game. It was just fancy just coming down and just cheering them on. Yeah. They'll cut. They'd come down if it was another team. Uh, you know. You know, something else going on. It was their team <coughs> going on. They'd come yeah. down. I mean, as I said, a lot of it is. I think they get to a certain age, and a lot of them, especially the ones coming to the end, they do it for their team. Are they bothered about the club? Probably not. Yeah. Um, but so, the, but the, but then you can't you cannot criticise people. You know, there will be some managers, uh, older ones from thirteens uh, upwards, and probably that have done it for. Eight nine years have given up there. Yeah, and I, so. I understand that, but at the same time, we're trying to make this this thing a community thing. That's why we've got this women's team sort of the pathway. Yeah. They've already got a pathway into adult football that they exists. It's, it's not within our own section, but there is a local club yeah. that they can move straight into, whereas the, the girls side haven't, and that's what we're trying to do. Yeah. So, okay. Um, finally. From, from me to you and from us what are the longer term goals then I thought it's that the, the dream if I and it goes I'd love Fries to be in the first round of the women's FA Cup that's, that's it that's, that's, <laughs> that's, the, that's my little that's, that's the key performance indicator is it uh, and if, if and when that ever happens we will play the game on the Sunday and then I'll be saying bye bye on the Monday <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I, that I'd love, but no. The, the, and I you'd mean, like your daughter playing in I'd that match. I'd love my daughter playing in that match. The the key. In Along the, with my granddaughter. The key indicator, the key fit faction for it, in, in, in all seriousness, is that, you, like I've said, the big thing for me, the football is obviously a major part of it. It's, but it is a part. The big part is to have a community, to have a club, to have boys, girls, women, gentlemen. You know, you go out and find... So if there's a 16, 17-year-old girl... Go 17, 18-year-old girl going into the high street for a few few drinks, worse for wear. One of the ladies in her 30s, well, hang on a minute, what are you doing out here? Oh, And we'll get them home. We'll look after them. Because you're we'll part of our club. Be part of the club, yeah. be part of the community. So they, they, there's this whole 
feel that it is important to be part of it and people look out for each other. That, for me, in all seriousness, apart from the FA Cup first round, is that that's the overall aim, is to have a club in... So, it, for me, when Immy's in 20 years' time, coming up to 30, you know, once he's 30 years old, can still be playing football. Hmm. Part of this community, if she's still living in Cainsham, and it's thriving. Yeah, and I'll add to your FA Cup uh, KPI, your key performance indicator, yeah. and just say, uh, whilst they're playing it, there's people from both boys and girls sections cheering supporting them on. and cheering them on. Yeah, yeah. that would be fantastic. And on, on that note, we'll end this part of the podcast. Right. Thank you very much, Mark. Thank you very much. Thank, Thank, you. Thank you. So that was the creating side covered, but what about the playing side? And what were the motivations behind these women and their manager? Okay, so we are in Summerdale Pavilion. Fiorentina versus West Ham is on the television in the UEFA Conference League. And I'm here with four players and a manager of Fry's Women JFC to discuss what it's like being part of a ladies' team. So if I can initially ask you all to introduce yourselves. Go ahead. Oh, I'm Shah. And also, so where do you play? Oh, I play midfield. I'm Kat. Uh, I think I play defence. <laughs> I'm Shannon and I'm a midfielder. I'm Sarah and I play striker. I'm Kelsey and I'm the coach. Okay, thank you all very much. Nice to meet you all. Um, so, a couple of questions basically about women's football and what's it like being in women's football and that sort of thing. Uh, so, we'll start off. Uh, can I ask, have any of you played before? And if so, why did you stop? Yeah, I've played before. Um, I stopped just because casual women's football just isn't very well spoken about. It's not quite there. I was moving away from wanting to be like full time and playing all the time, so just kind of stopped and went back into coaching. So I played as a child um, in a boys' team. No, I should say mixed, probably, but I was the only girl. And um, at that age, you weren't—you had to stop at sort of like 11. I think it's a bit older now, but back then it was 11. And there wasn't a local girls' team, so I just stopped playing football and watched it instead. And then as soon as it was set up down here and doing the coaching, I was like, I need to start playing because I'm kicking a ball about it a weekend and it's giving me a thing in my stomach. <laughs> so that was me. Yeah, I think I was the same, to be honest. Um, I think I reached about 11 or 12. I think there was a lot of pressure on women and girls and mm. being the only girl. Um, that's, for me, that was what stopped. Um, I genuinely, I'm sorry, there's a lot of noise going on in the background. <laughs> I'm losing my train of thought, but... Um, that's okay. That's okay. Sorry, it's all right. There's a few balls rolling. It's all fine. No worries. That's what happens in a club. No worries, it's all good. So, yeah, just a lot of pressure. Um, yeah, no, I've definitely lost my travel port now. <laughs> I think we were talking about when you were younger and you started playing and then you stopped. I feel yeah. like as soon as you get to a certain age, as yeah. a female, yeah. as yeah. a woman, yeah. it's no kind of expected. expected. Yeah, like, definitely. you do what you're supposed to do. It's not for you to go and have free time and have fun and things yeah. like that. It's not yeah. a common thing, is it? No. I felt like it was always the ladettes, not the girly girls. That yeah. 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 If you were like, <laughs> oh, I had brothers or yeah. you didn't mind rolling around in mud, get you were, you were okay yeah. to play football, but if you were in dresses, there was no way you were going to be playing football. Mm. But I think that's different now. I think there's like yeah. one of the girls that I coach, she loves nothing more than being in the disco, dancing around, but she's my goalkeeper every week. 
That's why she's dancing around, she's mm. jumping around the goal. <laughs> so I think it's changing a little bit, it's getting rid of some of the stigma. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I was quite lucky, I played in a girls' team when I was really young. Uh, not around here, I grew up um, near Peterborough and I um, played in a girls' team until I was about 15 and then stopped just because I just did life went a different life, way yeah. mm-hmm. and then getting back into it I found it really difficult unless you wanted to go sort of like in a um, more serious sort of set up team you couldn't really get a way in and yeah. I, that's not really what I wanted I just wanted the casual sort of like training meeting people getting involved that way so this is why this is a really good setup mm-hmm. here yeah. we're really lucky I think to have it like mm-hmm. um, yeah. so local to, to most of us as well yeah it's really good yeah I mean I played at school just like with the boys not even in the football team just in the playground like yeah. time but yeah once you get to an age you just you're not want to be that person that goes and plays with the boys yeah. I think so but yeah I think because all my two girls play in the fries and my husband coaches and plays so yeah I join in as well I think being a female the life changes doesn't it you have your, yeah. your kids like your career you, if you're playing football to you have to stop that to have a child to have a family yeah. Yeah, yeah. whereas no disrespect to men, but they can literally carry on the whole way through. It makes no difference to their life. The, their partner could give birth the next day. Whereas for women, your, bo- your whole body changes. Everything yeah. changes. One mum literally said it at training tonight. Her husband doesn't get asked to take the kids to training with him and yep. stand yeah. on the sideline. Yet she has to. She has to bring the kids, otherwise she can't train. Or we expect to find the child care. Child, yeah, child, yeah, child yeah. Care, yeah. So why have you decided to join? I mean, I was approached and asked if I would take the women's team on and start it because I started the girls section down here um, it was really hard to start we started with like two <coughs> players it's grown now to almost 200 I believe um, so Mark's done a really good job with it since I left what three four years ago um, so yeah it kind of felt natural to start that and then to start the women's team just to create that pathway it just felt natural and like the thing I had to do yeah, I think with me, it was like my eldest is one of the girls that first started with Kelsey yeah. originally, and then the second, the youngest started. My husband's played football all the way through his life and is coaching now, so I just sort of wanted to be part of it really. And I think the action. Yeah, everybody else is doing. I want to join in, but it's been great. It's been completely different from what I thought it would be. It's more friendly and inclusive and. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Really I really feel like everyone's so like-minded. It was really important to me to create a community, not just a football team. So that even if you couldn't play football or didn't enjoy it that much, you've come and you're with like-minded people. It just gives you that break. Like we said, from being a female, having that life, everything's so serious all the time. Just to have an hour and a half on a Wednesday to be you again, I think it's so important to so many people. We have a laugh, don't we? Yeah, we yeah. have a laugh. We are like one big dysfunctional family. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's like I turned up and didn't know anyone. Like yeah. I came to the second. I missed the first week. Came to the second. I think I saw it. I was thinking. About it. I think I saw it on Facebook. I think Mark, but yeah. or something Somewhere, like that. Yeah. The postman. I was like, oh, I don't want to go. But I think as you get older, it gets more scary. Like when you're younger, you yeah. just turn up to things, don't you? Or you yeah. get like your parents just shove you into it. Yeah, just shove, it. You get shoved into it. And I was like, oh, should I go? I'm not going to know anyone. Literally, like the second I walked in there. Well, actually, I saw you first. Yeah, yeah. And we sort of knew that we knew each other. And I was like, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where can I place her? Where do I know from? Yeah. And then we found out. Yeah. And then yeah, since then we've just. Like formed like a real tight knit mm. group, and it's so welcoming. Anyone new that was to come through would get exactly the same treatment as I did. Like, yeah, yeah. 
I think it's a real mixture of people. Like it's mums, which is great, because obviously we've got the kids that are going through, and it's a lot of the mums of girls as well. Yeah. So we've seen it with the kids, but then it's such a mixture. So it's a really good, different like each person. I think our age range is something like eighteen to I think sixty-four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's crazy. She told me she was double through. my age. If that's well, yeah, what you're <laughs> yeah. To. yeah. It's <laughs> so it's, it's crazy, yeah. but I mean, it's inclusive. Nobody feels left out. Not, not that I believe anyway. So. And everyone's so supportive, no matter the skill level of the other yeah. person, no matter what happens. It's like, oh, well done, mm. keep going. Yeah. Even at that tournament that was really hard the other week. <laughs> I we mean, still had smiles <laughs> on our faces. I don't know how yeah. that was still possible, but we did and we got through it. And I, I think, think you only get that in like girls and women's football. If that was men's football, then the F-bombs gone in. are flying. Somebody had a hissy fit. Water bottles are flying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I think because it's so important to us to have that time, we support each other through it. You were talking about enjoy it. So, what do you find enjoy about training and playing? My coaching, obviously. <laughs> yes, all of is fantastic coaching skills. Yeah. Um, I think every week's different, but we are sort of gelling more as a team, aren't we? So we sort of mix it up. Well, Kelsey, you mix it up a bit, don't you? But we sort of now know what we're doing a bit more, and that obviously brings confidence to everyone, and everyone's a bit more. Yeah, I think just it's freer, important. I think. We're and a lot more vocal tonight. Yeah, a lot more yeah. Like it's just it's just the confidence to go for those tackles and go yeah. for the goal. And I think it's just not that standard. Let's go and do Zumba or let's go and do a run around the field or run. Oh, yeah. so good. Like this this I have no motivation like, for anything no. like that. But, but this is great. When it's football's a passion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and yeah. I love watching it. And so now I thought maybe I like playing it. And actually, I do. I love it. I hate fitness. But I think it's what most running around the football got. field's different. It's a different kind of buzz. Yeah. It's a different yeah. kind of feeling. I think most of us have got that slight competitive side as well. Absolutely. I think you have to. Like mm. even people won't admit it. I think. They do. <laughs> yeah. And I think we've got a good level of it. We we know where we are. Like being a coach yeah. toned my competitiveness yeah. right that's down. It. We've got people that are had to. playing in the team, so we've yeah. got like such a yeah. good like foundation. I think so we've got new players, ex players players that are still play in other teams like yeah. other side teams yeah. I think what was important is that everyone got something from the session and now we're in a routine and we know who's coming each week it's really easy to get, make sure everyone gets something but you know what I love about it though is that at the end of each session you're like on the spawn thing yeah. if you want anything like change it up then we'll talk about it there's no like yeah. it's all like we talk about everything and communicate communication is key write it down write it down <laughs> trying to yeah, I think it's so important <laughs> to have that open communication because the last thing you want is someone to turn up and be like I absolutely hated that and then I don't yeah. know what to change yeah. I'm not offended by anything I mean nobody's perfect as a coach you're always learning so I think going that shuttle run sucked like <laughs> yeah, no shuttle runs next week and because there's so many of us what, we've got 40 something signed up yeah, yeah, it's, it's yeah, important it? we're trying yeah. you're never going to you know you're never going to please everyone yeah. completely but it's important to everyone at least feels like they've got a voice who can speak up yeah I think even just through Spawn just putting people yeah, you had that sort yeah. of poll of what people wanted more, and everybody was like, more time, please. And yeah. we had an extra half an hour on, so that yeah. was great, and we just loved that. Big up, Kelsey, for an extra half an hour a week. <laughs> As a circuit trainer. <laughs> oh, yeah, circuit trainer. <laughs> oh, yeah, we've added circuit. So now on Monday, <laughs> sorry, I'm going on now. On, on a Monday, we've added a circuit training. Well, Kelsey's added a circuit training 
really good group in. So my, anyone that my can legs come, disagree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tough. But it, again, that's another. It's for like the ladies to work on the fitness or just to come and it's like give things a go. They wouldn't yeah. normally do it. We don't have time to do in training. So yeah, I we think mental that's health. Really good. Like yeah. my, my head. So really After I've had such a really bad, yeah. horrible day with yeah. my yeah. lovely, delightful devil child <laughs> coming down here and running round and as much as I think at the minute oh my god afterwards it feels so, you do, yeah, so, so yeah. amazing yeah. I think the older so, yeah. I get the more I appreciate being able to do that and yeah the boost it gets like I go home happy yeah. Yeah. yeah I remember when we started like our warm up is quite long but I think for adults it needs to be yeah. and so many of our players hadn't exercised for so long and they're like oh it's so hard the warm up was like doing an exercise but now it becomes second nature and if yeah. you guys know what you're doing and it just gets easier as you come. Yeah. Out of interest, will your lovely, delightful devil child be listening to the uh, podcast? No. Oh, okay. Not now. Just <laughs> 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 he wouldn't sit still enough to listen to it. <laughs> I'll play it in the car. Um, <laughs> um, good mum, that's me. <laughs> is there a, a social aspect? Or will there be in one more We've already had one. We have. We had that's our bring a dish night that Shah had a great idea. That for. was a great that's idea. Not by Shah. Yes, we did. So we all put a, the na- a name of the country of oh God, the, the World Cup. Cup. Oh, the Women's, Women's World Cup. That's it. The Women's World Cup. So all the country names in a hat pulled them out, and then we had to bring a dish of that country here we had it in the pavilion um yeah it was a couple of saturdays ago uh, fridays ago yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah i think we had a good time out night before the men's presentation yeah, okay. yeah. sausages cakes, cakes, we had all sorts Kebabs, some yeah. <laughs> they were obviously a favorite <laughs> no um <laughs> Shan's, yeah. excuse so, me so no so Shan, Shan just forgot sort of did well, hang on a minute. It's not close enough to Christmas yet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, oh, yeah, wow. so that was our first one, but I think Come. there's plenty more. We've, oh, yeah, yeah. we've got our tournament on the 9th of July, or the girls and women's tournament. Yes, yeah. yeah. I feel like a tournament in itself, because it's such a long day, that is a social. You've got to be there for Because it's hard, especially when you've not played for so long. Like, yeah. Shah, you know from that tournament we played on you, Sarah. Like, it is a long day being on and off, and I feel like you get each other through it. That socially is how you create that bond. And having yeah. the families around, though, so yeah. like the kids play together, or the partners stand and chat, and probably like complain how bad it she is. Cat <laughs> wasn't playing, but she turned up to support the team. I think that's so yeah. important. Yeah, yeah. Number one supporter. Yeah. yeah. Okay, you all mentioned you've been um, as you. So, what's different? They don't run around the floor crying. <laughs> yeah, that's my favourite, that, won't we? Yes. It's the um, respect for the ref, I, I think, is higher. From a coaching point of view, I feel like it's more tactical because, especially the older you get, you don't want to be running around a pitch like a headless chicken. So. I feel like with women's football, they will spend more time getting to learn how to play, move the ball around and let the ball do the work. And I just feel like with a women's team, you can stand there and talk to them and show them how to do it. Whereas youth football, it's very much getting in the session quick, do it before they lose interest or someone goes wandering off, someone's going to forget what it was. So, yeah, I think that's a huge difference from my point of view. (laughs) I think you're acting as a role model in a way, aren't you? 
I think everyone's yeah. older than me. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if I can. No, but like to the kids that are watching up to you, the people that are coming on the sideline. Love it. We're bringing some of the girls that we train week in week out because there are kids to watch us, and actually we're setting that example to them. We're keeping our cool. We're not. We're respecting the ref. Whereas. The men's game, you pick a lot of bad stuff up from. Sorry, yeah. I probably shouldn't say that. It sounds really menaced, doesn't it? <laughs> I, yeah, I just think it's a lot more positive. Yeah. There's less swearing. It is nicer for kids to come and watch. And like you said, it's so easy to bring them along and watch any um, like professional women's game. Yeah. Like, the amount of kids that go to that, families go to that. So it just feels a more inclusive. So going to like a lioness's game, yeah. and they're doing Mexican waves yeah, and cheering, and there's it. no, and yet. When I took my daughter to Anfield, I had to explain to her what a murderer was because that's what the fans were shouting at us and stuff. So the levels yeah. are too different. It was well, Liverpool yeah, Man United. So <laughs> when they Wembley, they took when they gave them the fizzy juice bottles, they took the lids off them and wouldn't let them have the lids because they get thrown. I'm trying to explain that to kids. Oh, when they yeah, And you don't see anything like that yeah. in women's ever, no, no matter where you've been. I've been to so many women, yeah, women's games yeah. and there's not been an ounce of trouble. Yeah. Yeah. The men's game, there is a lot. It's there's a lot. And I think the, the, the women's teams, they appreciate the fact and they will come and speak to everybody. Like, go yeah. see Bristol City, they will come down. They've got the time for you, yeah. Yeah, my two have got signed Scotland tops from Abby Harrison because, like, oh, she recognised yeah, Paul's accent. And, you know, and it's just yeah, like, so that nice. was just one meeting we had with her. Yeah. So I think they appreciate that. Well, just because we went down, so one of our coaches we go to Bristol City quite a lot yeah. because they stay behind and they chat to them yeah. they're now coming to the girls they're presentation coming, on they? Friday yeah. Yeah. but that's just they, that's they agreed to do that they yeah. just they were like no it's no problem at all yeah. like the amount of stuff that our girls have signed from them is unreal because yeah. they just like oh they'll stand there have the photos with you and we watched them yeah. win the league and they actually let our girls try on their medals oh, oh, wow. that wouldn't happen down, that busy, would not happen yeah. in the men's no, game wouldn't. they wouldn't even I be walking around with their medals you might get the odd one that does it in their car as they're driving out the car Part, yeah. but the girls were literally there like showing people the trophy they yeah. were having photos taken with the trophy I think it's huge though because even when I was a kid you didn't get nothing like that no. even at the women's games they just weren't allowed to do things like that and I think yeah. as they're trying to grow the game they're inter- interacting with fans more and it's had such a positive impact mm-hmm. that everyone's doing it mm-hmm. it's not quite going the right way though I'm quite sad that Redden have gone down to a part time club I think that's quite there's still a huge fight there's a long way to go but then you look at like the WSL how many fully professional teams there are now compared to five years ago. Yeah. Five years ago there was only like three fully professional teams. The rest were competing against professionals and it was the top three winning the league all the time. And match attendance. This is yeah, oh, yeah. Massively, isn't it, John? And even just being broadcasted on TV, like yeah. there's it's so much more available now. Even if it is on BBC iPlayer, sometimes it's still being broadcasted, which is more than can be said for ten years ago. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's just like yeah, it's just, well, it's a different level, isn't it? So you can't even compare it. As long as you pay your TV licence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that, yeah. <laughs> There's another conversation to be had there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, um, what obstacles, if any, are in your way? Now? Yeah, now. From From my point of view, starting this team, um, I don't think a lot of the players are aware that everything come out of my pocket first I had to buy all the equipment I had to buy all the bibs and things like that now we're facing having to buy goals because it's summertime and the goals get put away and we don't have access to those I mean thankfully we borrow them from kids teams the girls teams but we need to have access to our own stuff all the time because at the size that we are now we regularly get 20 or more to train in we need to have that readily available 
and then I have to rely on subs and chase subs to make sure that I get the money back for that and it's just a vicious circle. If there were grants readily available, I could have turned up to the first session with everything and just been ready. So I think that's a huge obstacle, but from a playing point of view, I don't know. It doesn't know make sense guys. either because there's such an appetite for it. Yeah. So if you're only getting sort of four or five coming to treat you people, yeah, maybe, but there's yeah. 40 of us signed up, so yeah. it just doesn't really make sort of sense to me why we don't get the same as other teams. Yeah. Yeah. I think my biggest barrier is life because I put my kids and everything else before football whether yeah. that's like if work said to me you need to have a meeting at half past eight tonight I, I'd, I'd have to do it, yeah, I, it yeah. would you have to, yeah. whereas I think no disrespect to a lot of men but their football comes before they just say sorry I'm not available whereas that's not an option for most women I don't think no the, if well look at that tournament last week we had to forfeit because we didn't have enough because all four, of us four, got our kids Four weeks before first. the tournament, we had 19 available. Come a week before the tournament, we had five. We, we can't turn up with that. No. And it's hard in that sense yeah. that you're expected to put your life first. I know it is a casual team, but it's hard. But that's your time to be you as well. Like I said, it's an hour and a half on a Wednesday. Out of a whole week, an hour and a half is all you get just to be you. You're not mum, you're not wife, you're not sister, daughter, whatever. You can be yourself again, like be that inner child. And I just think it's so important to have that time. But I've seen a change in so many people already opening up and being more confident as well. So you're going to set me off for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, yeah. Do you want to just do it? It is the reality, though. It is. It's difficult. So. I, yeah, yeah. I think I finally get like what my husband's been talking about. Like team sports is actually the it's best a, thing. It's a yeah. thing. It's yeah. a yeah. thing. Like, I get it. Yeah. You know, I do think we have got a cracking group though. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, yeah. So great. Yeah, we are. We have got a good group. Um. For those who've uh, played women's football before, what progression have you seen? Facilities, uh, coaching, standards, numbers? Um, Numbers-wise, over the last few years, definitely increased. I think Shan will agree, playing women's football. Numbers-wise, it has increased, and there's more teams coming into the fold. Um, yeah. Again, I just don't think the funding's there. Yeah. Like people are having to drive their publicity through social media is not through like their own clubs. Do you know what I mean? So Well yeah, so when I um after I I quit for quite a long time, about say twelve or thirteen, and then I got back to it when I was about eighteen, nineteen and I wanted to play eleven aside at that point. But the chances and the availability to join any club at that point was just so difficult. The pathway was not there. <laughs> And I was quite nervous at that point as well. Yeah. You know, you ju I just didn't have the confidence to join. Yeah. So I thought, well, where can I go? Um, I joined, I actually joined another casual league before this formed. Um, and again, the funding was not there at all either. So it was just a struggle for them to keep going. But then that grew. The, the interest for that was just insane. And they just got more and more divisions and now they're doing fantastic so which yeah. I think is something that obviously Kels wants to join as well yeah. at some point and then yeah after that I played for my about two three years for that um, that was nine aside I think um, and then I finally built up the confidence to try for Bristol Rovers so I play 11 aside now for about three years but I think that the pressure for 11 aside 
in that I think even to turn up for those trials at the time, because I know you came and you didn't know anyone. Yeah, I, I mean, think I knew one person when I went yeah, to those I mean, trials. Yeah, I mean, obviously you were there. And we met literally the first day of the trials and stuck together since, because we were the only ones that didn't know each other. Everybody else went that were friends. They, they yeah, came to exactly. uni together. They knew the coaches from uni and things yeah. like that. Mm. But I think from then, what is it, three, four years since they formed, to now, looking across the divisions, most teams have got a first team and a development yeah. team. So the numbers that are growing is just incredible. Yeah, it really yeah. is. You know it's growing when they're now bringing out women's football boots. Yeah. We, we oh, spoke yeah. about it earlier. Yeah. Nike have just announced that in July they're, they are in bringing out their most researched football boot. And I guess that's off the back of all the injuries in yeah. the yeah. Women's Super League. The ACL is a big thing. But for a big company like Nike to actually put that effort into it and make a big thing about releasing it tells you the game is growing because they wouldn't bother wasting their money on something they didn't think was going to get a return so it's obviously grown enough and it's had the research and I think it's really good I think it's about time it happened um, but I just think that shows sometimes off the pitch how it's growing that the sponsors the people around there that are supplying the equipment because you go into a like a sports shop and nine times out of ten you can't get women's stuff not even skins in that like that it's, it's ones that you look like you want to wear like lovely hot pants like I don't want to wear hot pants well it's not even that one of the girls was saying at training last week she needed to get some skins like under her shorts and she had to end up buying men's yeah so minor men's she went into the Nike shop there was no women and of course the men's have extra fabric which is then uncomfortable they also have the pouch that makes you look like you've got a package trust me I know I've got them but then that's uncomfortable and I think things like that like the more women that are playing they need to bring things in that make it more comfortable we're talking about today about football socks and we're just trying to work out where we can get football socks and some are saying oh hockey socks are better because they're bigger and they're stretchy they think we have to get hockey socks to play football yeah just make sense because we can't fit into the, the men's socks. I just think like um, match tops as well they've yeah. got men's and women's I personally prefer to play a men's because their idea of a women's body is so unrealistic yeah. it sucks it in sucks you in makes you look like an hourglass could yeah. have gone wrong but where they think you've got hips but they're created by men yeah. yeah, and you're also running around in that top or yeah, shorts. Exactly. Yeah, you're not just wearing it and standing still. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're running around in it. The men don't want it hugging to them. Why do we? Yeah. 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 <laughs> they just think we want to show off our bodies. Is that sticking? I don't. <laughs> we probably better stop there. We oh, might go a bit far down. These men might listen to this podcast and be annoyed. <laughs> and he's leaving that bit out. That's what made the cut. <laughs> okay. Last one for, for this this group. Um, what are you looking to get out of this season team experience? Have a laugh and get fit. I, say, I, I think that's down to you guys. Yeah. I can learn from you guys from that. So. I think it is, yeah. Have a laugh, feel involved. But I also want to get better. Yeah. Yeah. It is that, it's the social side and it's the supportive side. But I think... I think individually, from the conversations I've had, people do want to improve, and they are improving. They can see like small improvements every week, and that's making them like hungrier for more improvement. I think and just tonight, yeah, you could see the improvement. Everybody was oh, more aggressive with stuff. Yeah, not Most even not goals. even improved, just more confident, like yeah. to go for that, like for that sort to go for that tackle, and then that just you know that like that sort of like filters onto everyone else as well, and it's it, it, it is infectious. It's actually really nice to talk to women that like football as well. Do you know how many times I yeah. come across women they're like, oh, you like football? That's so boring. I'm like, oh. I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 we went quite long. Thanks, gone now. <laughs> I didn't do it on the news, so you know, no one can see me right now. 
But no, seriously, <laughs> the amount of people that say, "Oh, that's boring. I don't, I don't even know what you're on about." Who's my that? other half and I'm doesn't like, even like football, uh, so I don't even. Yeah, talk no, about same. My my other half doesn't. So to find people that are like, he will watch it because I force him and because yeah. it's on and he's got no choice. And he'll be like, and "Oh, yeah." <laughs> <laughs> it's given me the confidence to actually go and play football with my kids. Like, yeah. have a kick about. Oh, like, before I'd be like, oh, you know, go <laughs> home with your dad or something. But now it's like, no, I can do this too. Yeah. yeah. And actually, yeah. Do that. I feel like yeah. they've reached such a good bond, though. Oh, that's yeah, that's cute. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, yeah. can you come play football with me? Oh, I yeah. love that. Like learning how to do it. I was like, oh, that's oh. so great. There you go. Emotional moment. <laughs> Sorry, slight distraction. Jared Burns peeling for humble. <laughs> I actually want him to score as well. Anyway, where did we go? Sorry, I'm digressing. <laughs> Sarah's just watching football. <laughs> um, well, actually, I think that's the end of my questions for the two ladies. Thank you all very, very much for your time. Should we stay with Thank you. Yeah, we, we, we strong by me into this. <laughs> Can we not You're welcome to stay. I've only got three more questions. Oh, yeah, we'll stay. Well, three. 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 Yeah. You mate, you've been, like, controlling the mic the whole time. <laughs> 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 and she's dropped, dropped <laughs> mic, walk off. Yeah, my drop. I'm not paying for it. It won't be long. you six months to get that back. So, Kelsey, um, how have you found the experience so far? Really positive. Um, I was really worried when Mark approached me and asked me to do this. I thought it was going to go like the girl section again. And I was like, what if we get two? What if we get six? I was like, I'm going to have to play our coach and I really don't want to play at the minute. I just really want to enjoy my coaching. And as soon as we hit eight, I was like, oh, okay, we've, we've got enough. We've got a good thing going. And then eight become 10, 10 become 20, 20, 30, 40, and it's just still growing now. We get messages constantly on social media, which I love. Like the more the merrier. If we can split off into two, even three teams, I, I mean, <laughs> I'll split myself up, obviously, but yeah, I love it. Um, what aspirations do you have for the team and yourself? I just want them to enjoy it. It's a casual team, and it's really important to me to keep it casual. I don't want it to be too stressful I want to stay light hearted I want people to enjoy football that is our ethos I want people to come back to football join football enjoy their football like I said be a community um, just don't stop coming and if there's something they don't like let me know because as I said I'm, I'm open to things I want them to they, they pay for these sessions they have to enjoy it so that's the most important thing to me finally how important is it to provide a pathway for the young girls to come into football? Oh, that's huge. Like, when, like I said, I started the girls section. So for me, that's the full pathway. I've completed it, do you know what I mean? Not without help along the way. There's been huge, huge people that have helped along the way and grown the girls section to what it is. But ideally, we want an age group for girls at each stage, if not two. And that way, when it feeds into the women's pathway, we can keep going. We'll have multiple teams like the men's side do. And at the moment, the way that this is growing at this club, the girls' and women's section is going to be bigger than the men's. And I just think it's so positive. The more that we can prove this, the more that people will join, the more people will enjoy football. And like I said to me, all that matters is people enjoy it. That was the most important thing to me when I was playing. As soon as I stopped enjoying it, I stopped playing. So I think... I just I want to encourage people to come back, keep playing, do it for as long as you can. Like I said, we've got a 64-year-old. So just if you can do it, do it. So there you have it. Fies Women JFC are up and running and already have over 40 players ready for whatever league they get into. But more importantly, they are already building a team spirit 
support network and friendships which are the bedrock of any team. As Mark said, we would encourage any club to create a women's team as it will grow the game and can only be beneficial in the long run for everyone involved. My thanks as always to Mark, but also to Kelsey, Sarah, Shah, Kat and Shannon, as well as all of the women who have made this podcast and team possible. Don't forget, you can email us your questions, comments, random thoughts, anything you want to share with us at greengreengrassroots at gmail.com. We are on Twitter at FryClubJFC, on Facebook, which is FryClubJuniorFC, and the club website, which is www.fryclubjfc.co.uk. You can type out a review on Apple Podcasts, And if you like us, then please give us five stars on Spotify. You've been listening to a We Haven't Got a Clue What We're Doing production produced and edited by Andy Glover.